Welcome to the Couch Scout Sports Podcast, bringing you the latest news and scores from the world of sports. Here are your hosts, Noah Bowick and Anthony Bill. Got to get your video up here, Anthony. There we go. We'll keep the Twitter open while this is going on, too. I know. You got to be like our, our breaking news because I got yeah, all Yeah, you got to handle all, all that my, stuff over there. all my screens going. <laughs> yeah. Cowherd made a really good point. He said this all the timing of this. He said he feels like Brady was giving the Patriots an opportunity to go get somebody like Diggs or Hopkins. And the same day that they were both traded is the same day that he went to Robert Kraft and was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Dang. Basically, he was like, I gave you guys time, and you failed to bring me a weapon, so I'm yeah. out. Dang. Wow, I wonder what they would have given up for Hopkins. Second or fourth rounder, man. Like, you couldn't do that? Yeah. Obviously, David Johnson, but it's not like David Johnson is that valuable. Right. I'm sorry. Maybe four years ago. <laughs> yeah, the Texans must have really, like, really believe in David Johnson to only get a second round and a fourth round pick in return. They must see something that everyone else doesn't see. Yeah, I, I I don't know if he's that much of an upgrade over Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, definitely in the last couple of years he hasn't hasn't showed that at all. Sweet. All right, well, welcome in to anyone tuning in on the stream. Couch Scouts podcast is back doing a live stream uh, with the craziness that the the NFL has been, it's been, honestly, someone tweeted out there, like, with with everything going on, we really, like, sports fans really needed all this to happen, uh, and it's been awesome, just, all, I don't even know, I, I don't feel like, Anthony, do you think that we've seen any kind of free agency and trades dropping like this, like, at any point before? I just feel like this is, like, never before. For NFL? No. Yeah. This is like a... Even the NBA hasn't really been this crazy. Yeah. The NBA has a lot of craziness at trade deadlines and free agency, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, maybe the whole um, pandemic going on around America has these GMs going nuts, and they just need to make some news. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I feel it's like been great. Loved it. I feel like generally. Like in the, in most NFL uh, free agencies, we have like a pretty good list of of players that are available, um, and then and then like those players just sign, they go somewhere. But I feel like even players that I wasn't expecting 
to opt out of contracts or to to get traded. It's all happening, which is it's just yeah. wild. Yeah, I I think the the biggest surprise was probably the DeAndre Hopkins one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. That's definitely the big the big surprise that came out of nowhere. I remember I. I can't remember if it was me that texted you or you that texted me yesterday morning. We were like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> this really no, just you, happened?" You texted me. You're like, "You're like, I think I texted you. I was like, David Johnson just got traded." And then you were like joking. You're like, "Like, imagine if like Hopkins somehow was in yeah. that trade." And then you texted me like five minutes later. You're like, "Yo, he was." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Oh, insane! Yeah, just crazy. Gosh, they're pulling off uh, Madden Dynasty mode trades right now. I know. Jeez. It was crazy as I think a lot of people put those trades into like the Madden like <laughs> trade thing and it declined it. <laughs> you got you got the the red, yellow, and green. Like yeah. red is absolutely not. That trade is definitely absolutely not. I'm I literally am tempted to go to Madden when we get off of here or later tonight, get on Madden and offer that same trade and I guarantee you it gets declined. Right. It was like literally off the charts. Yeah, it's why you can't have a assistant to the regional manor manager running GM. Right. <laughs> but whatever. Exactly. I'm excited though for that trade because it's going to be fun to see that Arizona offense. It was right. fun watching that offense last year. They struggled at first, but Kyler Murray was growing. Christian Kirk and when they added Kenyon Drake. Um, and obviously yesterday that was the first news that broke. They they got Kendrick Drake back. Kenyon Drake back. Uh, Kenyon Drake back in Arizona, yeah. which obviously f- let them let go of David Johnson and bring DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like Phew. Arizona's looking like like geniuses right now. Right. So yeah, and they need it in that division. So yeah, for sure. I think, I mean that that the NFC West is just loaded right now. You, like the mo- the move that the Forty ers made to trade DeForest Buckner uh, to get the thirteenth overall pick. Uh, and yeah. then they, I think they signed, um, uh, what was his name? Alexander, was it? I think one of their one of their big uh, linebackers. He came back in the playoffs and it was just a beast. But they, they re-signed him. But, I mean, that 13th pick, honestly, I was talking with a, a friend of mine who's a 49er fan yesterday. And, I mean, they're, they're just loaded at every position. But they could come in and they could draft, you know, they could potentially draft the number one safety or number one cornerback, depending on how things fall, uh, and and put him, you know, opposite side of Richard Sherman for another year, uh, or they could potentially just go out and get another um, another Lamb. yeah another uh, right another offensive weapon to have Debo yeah. Debo C D Lamb and then re-sign Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, um, and and even if you know they they do have an aging off- offensive line, so they could potentially. You know, yeah. just, just dig into that and, and get a young offensive uh, yeah. tackle just to build on their, their run game and protect Jimmy G. So, exactly, it's just wild. Uh, yeah, that I think that for me was the most surprising. Um, just in the in the fact that the that the Colts would be willing to give up the 13th round pick uh, for DeForest Buckner, who is, yeah. I mean, definitely deserving of that kind of praise. But it like happened after. Sure. Hopkins got traded for a second and a fourth, and you know, and then I'm like, man, that's a, that was honestly the kind of value that you could get for for Hopkins, who's only 28 years old. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, it, and it was it's it's telling that San Fran they really they got to the Super Bowl last year with their run game and their defense. Right. And obviously the emergence of Nick Bosa, he's already a top five defensive end in the league now. Yeah. And him and DeForest Buckner was a really good combo. So, like, I know Nick Bosa, he's used to double teams. He did it at Ohio State. It's different. NFL, obviously, NFL offensive line is way different. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, Nick Bosa does next year. I, he'll still be good. Oh, yeah. You know, DeFore, DeForest Buckner and Nick Bosa, they fed off each other, yeah. you know, on that defensive line. And so, um, but either way, I think it was, yeah, I'm, I think it was a good deal for the Niners. Like you said, the Colts, 13th pick. Like, they could have gotten another weapon maybe, you know. I mean, I know they have T.Y. Hilton, but he's aging. Paris right. Campbell never really got to play last year. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. But, hey, pass rushers are – they're sought out big time in the yeah. NFL. So they yeah. don't fall from trees. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's just – it's honestly scary – to think that the 49ers could add a, a top 15 rookie to their defense because, I mean, I haven't seen a yeah. defense play like as sound of a de- as like a team defense like that in a long time where, you know, right. they have the big names like Buckner and Bosa and Sherman, but it was it seemed like every other play there was a, a no-name guy that would just come in and have like, you know, he'd come in and have like three sacks a game and you're just like, where where's this guy coming from? Right. So I think... I think the 49ers, I would say, are still the favorite uh, in the NFC West, but the Cardinals, uh, depending on what they do in the draft, they're definitely, a, I mean, in my opinion, I would I would say they definitely have closed the gap, and they're, they're right up there with the Seahawks as far as, um, as, far as their offense goes. And since the Seahawks, you know, we kind of thought that they might make a move for Stephon Diggs, um, but not the case. So, you know, I really like the Cardinals' right. offense going forward. Yeah, yeah, and and the Rams. I'm sure the Rams will bounce back. Right. You know, they're hungry, but Todd Gurley's on the market. Brandon Cooks has been on the market, so it's interesting. Maybe maybe the Rams kind of actually regress a little bit more and start rebuilding their roster because they paid so much for all these guys, and now it's kind of like fallen. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And could you imagine somebody like uh, Grant Delpit? Going to the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, and John Lynch, obviously the GM, you know, he's a Hall of Fame safety. So, you know, he's looking at guys like him and Xavier McKinney and um, just guys like that in the draft. So, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, you really have – there's really just no no telling what happens in the draft, you know. Even like last year when the Giants went and picked Daniel Jones, everyone was kind of expecting him uh, – we're expecting Haskins to go uh, to the Giants there, and then the Giants go and pick up Daniel Jones, yeah. and you know he actually comes in and and has a pretty solid rookie season. So, you know, even in a couple dynasty leagues like the one that we that we're in, um, our yeah. our rookie draft is being determined by like where these guys get picked in the actual NFL draft, and and I message in there like I really think it's dependent on on Tua if he if he falls. I think a yeah. lot of a lot of the skill player guys are are going to potentially go early, but if or they're going to go later, but if to a if someone trades up for Tua or if he gets picked in the first like six six picks, I think the quarterbacks go really fast, and then 
and then the rest just kind of falls into place after that. But you know, I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to, for there to be for Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, and Hurts to all be gone by the end of the second round if Tua goes oh, yeah. the first six sure. picks. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the the top four they're all going to be I think first rounders. It's Jalen Hurts is the wild card, um, which is crazy to think because watching him all year, I'm like, I just don't see it. But I think the emergence that Lamar Jackson had has kind of helped Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is nowhere near Lamar Jackson, but just showing that you can be that type of quarterback in the league where you can throw for 200 and run for 100 or 150, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, can't wait. And I'm glad – I think on our last, you know, stream, uh, we mentioned that they had, they hadn't really announced what they're going to do about the draft yet. Um, as of now, it looks like you know the draft is going to stay on schedule. Yeah, which is great. Um, it's not going to be the Vegas showboating like it, they wanted, which I kind of like that. To be honest, I thought that was a little overboard. Oh, that's like, literally showboating. <laughs> yeah. oh, I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, funny. that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Um, but yeah, um, so it's going to be a more intimate draft scene, you know, just yeah. maybe some small players with family and friends, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited because obviously that means the draft is what five five weeks away from now, six weeks. So yeah, it's coming soon. Free agency obviously has started. It's been amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Is there uh, what's some of the moves that's been going on that you really want to get into? Because obviously, a lot of a lot of what we're going to do is more fantasy related. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these. You know, we could talk about DeForest Buckner and defensive stuff, but that has nothing to do with fantasy. Yeah. So for sure, you know, there's been some big moves that's going to impact some big time fantasy um, implications next year. So. Yeah, let me um, let me share my screen with you, and I just we'll just kind of go through a lot of the the re-signings, the franchise taggings, the tags, and and kind of get that figured out. Uh, let me just figure out where I All right. where I put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to check the old Twitter. Yeah, if if anything happens, just interrupt us. <laughs> oh, for sure, I will. There's nothing. It's it's pretty quiet right now, other than the Patriots are finally uh, recognizing how great Tom Brady was. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but. Oh, actually, Bill Belichick said that. Amazing. Interested to read Bill Belichick's statement on Tom. Alrighty. Alright, um, so this was a guy I think that we talked about in our last episode, uh, DeFonte Freeman. Can you see that, Bills? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm frozen up there, aren't I? Oh, you are frozen. That's weird. <laughs> uh, give me a second. I, do see, I do see DeFonte Freeman. Dude, we could save that pick for if we get some breaking news. <laughs> the moment I found out. <laughs> Just a second, focus. Anthony has heard some breaking news. 
All right, give me just one second. Let me get your yeah. feedback up here. I'm not sure what's going on. We'll get your we'll get your video up um, but talking about Devonte Freeman so he was a player that we mentioned uh, in the last episode and um, yeah so he gets released by the Falcons so I think the Falcons are definitely going to be a team that uh, go ahead and I think it looks like they're going to tap into the NFL draft um, I saw a lot of people saying either Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor um, where what are some potential landing spots that you think for Devontae Freeman? Um, uh, real quick, I think somebody that played really close home to the Atlanta Falcons, I think, would be a huge pickup for them. I know you said Dobbins and Taylor, but um, DeAndre Swift, you know. Oh yeah. Um, that's somebody they might target because you know he's been playing in their backyard for the last three years. But uh, Freeman. That's tough. I mean, he's going to have to – obviously, I think we mentioned Houston a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, not anymore. Um, I don't know. It looks like he might have to go somewhere and, you know, be a second string or a backup. Yeah. Um, which, that's fine in the NFL. You know, a lot of teams use two, two back systems. But um, I'm not sure. I don't think there's you know, much rumblings on him yet. Um, I'm I'm surprised they released him, you know. This is crazy. The Falcons a couple years ago had Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, and now they're both gone. Right, and I think um, he still had – I still think he had three like years. three years on his contract, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I saw something that the Raiders might be a possible fit. Yeah. Um, just to give Josh Jacobs a breather, you know. Yeah. Um, who knows, maybe – I mean, maybe he could go to – you know, I think we mentioned the Ram- I mentioned the Rams, but do you want to have a backup running back that's injury prone? Backup an injury prone starter? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, I feel like Devontae Freeman still has some in the tank. Um, I don't think he's you know the typical you know uh, Trent Richardson type back who no. had a couple good years and he's done. Right. Um. So we'll see. Um. But he's definitely a definitely going to be a good pickup for whoever gets him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he the, stays healthy. I think the move to the Raiders would be really good. Um I think I could also see them I did you did you mention the Rams in there as well? Yeah, I think Yeah, we we did them on Friday. Okay. On Friday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um yeah, yeah I mean I'd be interested to see, you know, if there's some other some other options that open up in there. You know, I could potentially even see, depending on who Miami gets, uh, if they do sign a Melvin Gordon or they, they do go into the draft, uh, bringing Devontae Freeman in to kind of be that pass catcher. Because that seems like where he really actually thrives um, is when you get him out into open space uh, in the last couple of years. Like, just, you know, running in between the tackles has been where a lot of his injuries right. have come from. 
So, right. yeah, definitely uh, we'll be on the watch for him to see who he signs with. Uh, but he should get a, a pretty decent contract. Just, you know, he's still got a, a few good, I'd say a good three, four years left in him, hopefully. Yeah, because he's not, how old is Devontae Freeman? Was he at? Um, yeah, he's, he's 28. You know, right. So, I mean, he's, he's starting to hit that. Starting to hit that, but and and it's you know 2018. He only had 14 carries um, before that injury right. last year. He had 184, yeah. but only a 3.6 average. So I mean, yeah. But but Atlanta was just so atrocious last year. You know, the offensive line in Atlanta is pretty bad. Um, yeah, it wasn't really but, until the end of the year <laughs> that they yeah. they got going, and I think he was he was out at that point. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Next. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say, I like the Miami fit, potentially, you know, depending on what they do. Yeah. Yeah, I think Miami would be great, because I think, at this point, it doesn't seem like he's a true, uh, like, work workhorse running back like he was his first couple oh. years in Atlanta, and it seems like he really fits better uh, just in that maybe second second role, yeah. or, or maybe like yeah. kind of like the Patriots do, like a running back by committee, right. uh, just to split the touches a little bit. Right. So, right. that would be a good fit. For sure. Maybe even there. Yeah. Patriots like to get, yeah. you know, running backs that seem like they're washed. Not washed, but, like, you know, they brought LeGarrette Blunt in and used him for just certain situations. So, never know. Yeah. Um, okay, another uh, free agent signing. This is a franchise tag was Derrick Henry. He's a player that we talked about on Friday. It seemed it didn't seem like any uh, surprise that the Titans made that move. And I think at this point the Tennessee Titans are definitely the favorite uh, in the in their division, um, I mean, you know, with the Texans trading away Hopkins, I, I think I gotta think that them bringing back Tannehill, them uh, franchise tagging uh, Derrick Henry, that's gonna be a, a big move for them, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of contract he gets next year, depending on how he does uh, in 2020. But like we talked on the show last last week, uh, he's. In my opinion, he's a top three running back right now, uh, behind I would say Zeke and behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, he was first tied for first in the league uh, in in touchdowns, I believe, first or second, uh, yeah. and just literally carried that entire offense. So that, that's good news for the Titans and Titans fans. I would like them to spend the money on Derrick Henry rather than on Tannehill, but uh, Great. yeah. Any thoughts? Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I I don't know. The Titans got a really really big loss yesterday. I know they got Tannehill back. I feel like they overpaid for him, but whatever. Derrick Henry, they got him really cheap. Yeah. I think they said his salary is gonna be like ten mil. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, but Jack Conklin is an All Pro offensive lineman, and the Browns took him yeah. yesterday. So. That's a big loss. I'm not saying it's going to affect Derrick Henry, but it could affect their offense. It could affect Tannehill, you know, just protection scheme and all that. But yeah, um, I agree. They probably should be the favorite. Um, but I want to see Tannehill prove it because Tannehill did this in Miami where he looked like he was ready to, you know, advance to a Pro Bowl type quarterback, and then he regressed and he sucked again. Yeah. Or not always his fault, you know. Like you mentioned, Adam Gase. He 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 just sucks with people. Right. But uh, 
the Colts, depending, you know, obviously they have Phillip Rivers. I don't think that's going to make them that great. Yeah. It looks like the, the Colts are probably just going to be the Chargers now. Yeah. Same, you know. Um, the Texans, yes, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, which is huge. Um, we'll see what they do in the draft. If they go get a wide receiver in the first or second round, they're not going to replace DeAndre Hopkins with that, but they can still replace a pretty good yeah. some, some production. Yeah. Um, and Deshaun Watson, I would assume, is just going to keep getting better. Um, who else is in that division? I can't think of the fourth team right now. Uh, Colts, Jacksonville, Texans. Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jacksonville, no, obviously. But they're rolling with Gardner Minshew, and we'll see what he does. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The Titans should be the favorites, but I feel like the Colts and Texans aren't that far off. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be interesting after the draft and the rest of this free agency. Cool. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on Derrick Henry, but definitely uh, yeah. still worthy of a first-round pick in dynasty leagues. Uh, he should be, he should be the third uh, or fourth. You know, he could be interchangeable in the one, two, and three as well in some of your leagues. But if he's yeah. if he drops at the fourth or at the fifth, you should definitely, uh, if he's available, you should definitely uh, be taking him at that point. Uh, next is was AJ AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's currently ranked as the 40th. We talked about him on Friday as well, but currently ranked as the 40th um, wide receiver in, in dynasty leagues. Just given his age, he's he's 31. Uh, a lot of injuries throughout his career, um, but he will be back in Cincinnati and hopefully on the field uh, finally in in 2020. But um, what would you say? Would you you know? Would you say with the prospects of what Cincinnati's looking like in 2020? Would you say his value is uh, increasing a bit in your ranks, or would you, you know, is he going to stay the same or drop? I, th- I think he'll be better. Yeah. You know, um, he's obviously been down because the Bengals have just been so bad the last couple of years, and um, and he's dealt with so many injuries. But one thing that I know Joe Burrow told the Bengals when they were talking to him was he said, "Look, if you're going to pick me, then you got to keep AJ Green." Yeah. Like I want AJ Green, so. Yeah. So obviously Joe Burrow knows how valuable AJ Green is to that offense. Um, so I would assume, and Joe Burrow showed it at LSU last year. It's not going to be the same offense, but he can distribute the ball to anybody. Yeah. You know, and they have Tyler Boyd, right? Yep. Um, and then uh, John Ross. John Ross. Those two are just going to help AJ Green out. Yeah. You know? So I feel like AJ Green can get back into that, you know, top thirty, maybe not all the way up there but yeah. I think he can still be a very very valuable asset yeah. you know um, in this league because he's not that old I think he's 30 31, 31 yeah. wide receivers age way better than running backs do yeah so yeah, and AJ one, Green should still be valuable and, and one thing to note like even despite his, his injuries in the past um, I think this is his he's going into his ninth year and in seven let's see Okay, so not counting 2018 when he only played nine games, but from 2011 to 2017, so seven years, he um, had seven or more touchdowns in five of yeah. those of those seven years, and then six out of those seven years was over a thousand yards. So yeah. he's, and that's with the Bengals. Like, you know, yeah. he was playing, he was playing with yeah. old quarterbacks, no-name quarterbacks, uh, Andy Dalton. So right. for him to get a, a talent like um, Joe Burrow, or you know, we see we'll see who they grab. But 
um, that could be a really good just boost for him. And he's a guy that you can actually get fairly cheap right now just because a lot of players or a lot of dynasty owners are fairly negative on him just because of the injury. So, you know, he's a player yeah. that you could definitely be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even even that year that you discounted, the 2018, yeah. he still had six touchdowns that year. Yeah. Yeah. So on forty, I mean, yeah, this guy on forty-six has, catches. Yeah, he, has, he has he has sixty-three catch, touchdowns. Yeah. In eight eight years of career. Yeah. So he's averaging eight touchdowns per year. Yeah. Um, I would assume that he can put up a very similar number to that if he stays healthy next year. Right. So. Cool. Uh, moving on to our next player is going to be another guy that we talked about on Friday, just confirming uh, Kenyon Drake was franchise tagged by the Cardinals, a really good move for them, uh, a really good move for him. Uh, the Cardinals get uh, their clear running back one, moving on from David Johnson, and uh, yeah, lock up a guy who came into their system not knowing their system, and, and I think in their in their first game, he just he literally lit it up, had like two touchdowns, 150 yards, uh, give or take. But uh, definitely a guy that fits into that offense with Kyler Murray well. They love to air it out, and he's a guy who in Miami really didn't get to um, show his, his receiving talent and kind of that versatility. But uh, in 2019, when he when he was playing with the Cardinals, definitely uh, a guy that was able to do that. So um, I really, I'm up on him for sure. I, in one of my yeah. leagues, I just offered a, uh, a first-round pick uh, along with a wide receiver for Drake. Uh, it got declined, but... Um, <laughs> I kind of expected what it was kind of a low ball offer, but definitely uh, his value is definitely up there uh, in the in the first round, um, first round plus probably another either a second round or third round pick if you're looking to trade for him so or to sell him, but I think he fits in there well. Yeah, he. I mean, if you look at his stats, so his three and a half years in Miami, he had nine touchdowns, and half of the year with the Cardinals he had eight. Yeah. So. He, he already has put up his career. He matched his career numbers in Miami for those three and a half years and wow. half of the year. Yeah. So, and, and if you look at him, his career average is just under five yards a carry. Like, he, he's he's a good back. He was even good in Miami, just right. like you said. They didn't use him right. Right, exactly. So, I mean, Kenyon Drake, dude, the, the Cardinals, we keep mentioning it. Yeah. Kenyon Drake has a chance to be a top ten Maybe, maybe even sneak into like six or seven fantasy running back range, maybe even higher. You know, I mean, I'm, that might be a stretch, but I just look for him to have a huge year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with um, you there for sure. Don't draft him too early, but don't be afraid to take that risk and take him, you know, because he doesn't really deal with injuries too bad, you know, um, a little here and there, but everybody gets hurt in Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his, his ADP is definitely climbing. It's at a 63 right now, and I would expect for him to probably jump into, like, the 40s, late 40s, uh, definitely in the 50s uh, going into the month of uh, of April. But, I mean, yeah, his values, he's only ranked as the 20th uh, dynasty running back right now. And this these are the names that are, that are ahead of him. Uh, David Montgomery, Marlon Mack, Kerryon Johnson, and Kareem Hunt. And honestly, I would take Kenyon Drake probably over three of the four of those names in in a majority of my leagues, just based on the sheer volume that he's going to get in 
in Arizona. Yeah, no, I agree, 100%. Um, all right, Anthony, Dak Prescott gets franchise tagged. <laughs> Didn't get the deal that we were hoping for, but uh, you get him it. for another year and you're able to sign Amari for five more years, which is is awesome. Um, so yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, good for fantasy owners to see Dak back in Dallas for yeah. at least one more year. Um, and Amari Cooper, obviously, as well. Because yeah. uh, if you look at it, the, the 25 games that Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott had together, they're one of the top combos in the league. So yeah. um, it's, really, it's really good for fantasy owners. Um, it's really good for Cowboys fans, too obviously, but from a fantasy aspect, uh, Amari Cooper, I fully expect him to be Amari Cooper. Maybe, yeah. maybe not for the whole five years, but for a few. And obviously they lost Randall Cobb, so uh, that's just going to open up even maybe not more targets. He's still going to get his targets, but yeah. uh, right now it's just Cooper, Gallup, and maybe Blake Jarwin uh, you know, at the tight end spot, so see who else the Cowboys add, but as of now, Cooper and Dak, they should both still be top five at their position, fantasy-wise, you know? Yeah. So. Would you, uh, Deshaun Watson right now, or Dak Prescott, if you're, if you're you know, in a, in a startup draft? Oh my gosh, dude. See, it's funny, because I was talking, I'm here in Texas, obviously, and I was talking to Texans fans a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I would gladly take your quarterback over mine right now <laughs> but with DeAndre Hopkins being gone um, with Dak now knowing that he has Amari Cooper Michael Gallup um, people sleep on Blake Jarwin I don't Cowboys fans don't obviously because I traded for him yesterday with you yeah um, I would take Dak in a fantasy just because of that let's see after the draft you know and after free agency, if the Texans add anybody, but I I like Dak because uh, he's less turnover prone, I believe, than Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the stats, but I'm just thinking. Um, and I would just I, I think he puts up. Oh man, that's so tough. You can't go wrong with either. But the DeAndre Hopkins being gone is just. I know Deshaun Watson isn't happy, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it could, it could be a, it, it could be a rough year. They're fairly, compared to their stats last year, Dak threw 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and Watson threw 26 and 12 interceptions. Uh, Watson did have seven rushing touchdowns, and Dak had right. uh, three. So, yep. I mean, they're, they're very, very close. But, <laughs> 33 touchdowns each. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I think I would go Dak just based on... Um, Weapons. Just yeah, the weapons and the cowboy offense. I think you know bringing in. We were talking yesterday. You know having Kellen Moore, having Mike McCarthy, and just those two offensive minds coming together. I think the cow- Cowboys offense, which was great, I think uh, just takes a whole nother step uh, this year. Yeah, yeah, that's so tough for me to say too. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback. Yeah, I think he's Deshaun Watson is a. He's an amazing talent, you know. Yeah. He's right below Patrick Mahomes, you know. But yeah, the it comes uh, to fantasy. So. Yeah, and also just the way that the organizations have handled the situation, you know, the yeah. the lack of 
uh, ability that the Texans have been able to bring in guys, uh, bring in protection for Deshaun Watson. You know, they keep bringing right. they they got good defense, but uh, they're just they struggle to bring in the right offensive weapons. And you know, even even them signing Randall Cobb to that three-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal. You know, to sign a veteran like that to with that amount of money, just it almost seemed um, like I I. I'm. I feel like confident in Randall Cobb, but also I'm like, he's not. He's not. He's not young, and he's not a like wide receiver. I wouldn't say he's a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two. I think he's a wide receiver three, and their only other wide receivers are Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, and Kiki Kuti. So they definitely got to. They're definitely gonna have to either sign someone or, uh, or draft, draft some wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think. They have to try to go get CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, one of those two. Yeah. Um, I, you can go get another Clemson star in T. Higgins, but I don't think T. Higgins moves the bill, you know? Yeah. Um, T. Higgins, he dealt with some injuries in that playoff game against Ohio State, but Jeff Okuda and Damon Arnett had him on a lockdown. Yeah. So what do you think NFL corners are going to do? Yeah. Those two guys are going to get drafted, one probably top five, yes, yeah. but – he just doesn't. He, he's he's not the guy. You have to go get Ceedee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, then it might help make this make sense of this move a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next is this. Actually, one I was not expecting at all was Austin Hooper signing, uh, becoming the highest paid tight end in the league, going to Cleveland. He, Cleveland wasn't even on my radar of teams. You know, I know the Bears were looking at him, the Packers were looking at him, uh, a couple different teams. But uh, this just this one shocked me. Um, but I mean, the 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 Bears or sorry, the Brown Brown fans can't complain whatsoever about the weapons that they have. You know, they got Juice, they got Odell, they got Nick Chubb, a top five running back, Kareem Hunt. Um, and now they have Austin Hooper, and still they have uh, David Njoku. So they have all the weapons surrounded by a, like you said, a top 30 quarterback, <laughs> or a, <laughs> a bottom-end quarterback. Um, so do you think that this uh, puts the the Browns in contention for, uh, for the division against the Ravens, or is this just kind of a pay-your-money <laughs> kind of move? I don't know. I don't, I... I just, I saw, so, so SportsCenter, ESPN, whatever, put out a tweet with, you know, the pictures of all the guys, and it said, look at all the weapons the Browns have. The only addition was Hooper. So it's the same weapons as last year. Right. And I saw somebody retweeted it and said, really, we going to do this again? And I laughed so hard because I'm like, it's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, last year, I mean, you heard it on this podcast. I, I mean, it was, I don't. Yeah, I because it all comes down to Baker Mayfield, right? And the dude throws so many interceptions his rookie year and last year. Yeah, you know, um, I don't care what weapons you have, if you're throwing it to Earl Thomas for the Ravens, or you're throwing it to, you know, Joe Hayden of the Steelers. You know, you, like if you're not getting the ball to the weapons, you're not gonna win. Right, and that's what Baker struggled with last year. Odell was frustrated. Jarvis was frustrated, and then once it seemed like once the Browns were pretty much 
not officially, but pretty much eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Jarvis Landry started putting up crazy fantasy numbers. Yeah. Because that's how I won my championship. Yeah. Because Juice was my guy. <laughs> but I'm like, what? Where was this all year? You know. Yeah. And everybody wanted to blame Freddie Kitchens. I'm like, yeah, dude, honestly. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens was not ready to be a head coach, but there were so many opportunities that the Browns had when you're watching. It's like, oh, my God, Odell was wide open, or he's wide open. How do you not hit that pass? You yeah. Know? So they have all the makings to be a playoff team to compete with the Ravens in that division. Yeah, 100%. I but think, it's just on Baker. Yeah, yeah, and, and their defense as well, like – it's not a defensive thing. It's it's just it was an offensive thing, and um, you know Hooper, like we talked about on Friday, he's a he's 26 years old. He's young. He's proven to be a elite offensive weapon, and I think he will be that for the Browns. But it really it's dependent on Baker, and just the way that the team gels. Because you know as much as people want to say, oh David and Joku gets hurt all the time, like that was true. He was hurt for a majority of the 2019 season, but. He still had uh, all these other weapons, uh, you know, surrounding him, and I think yeah. I really would like to have seen them. I'm glad that they signed. Uh, who who was that guy from Tennessee? Jack. Conklin. Conklin. Yeah, I was thinking Jack. Littleton. I'm like, no, that's a defensive player for the Rams, Conklin, um, because it really their offensive line like stunk last year, and and then that causes Baker to make a lot of poor decisions. So. I would like to see them invest more in the offensive line, and I expect them to do that in the draft. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know if it was worth worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you have to spend it somewhere. I, and I, I just I, – I understand it because Njoku, while he has all the talent in the world, or it seems like he does – he struggles with drops. Yeah, so that is true. I know a lot of That's I know true. a lot of Browns fans are frustrated by that. So this yeah. is a good move. Um, I just don't know if I. We'll see. I mean, obviously, if it works, it works. But I honestly, I feel like the Browns probably could have at least they could have tried. I think to make a push for Tom Brady mm. with these weapons. Can you imagine that? You know. Yeah. Um, and, Brady's not afraid of the wind. He's not afraid of the cold. Foxborough is one of the worst places other than Chicago to play in, right. in Green Bay. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, obviously they have trust in Baker, but and hopefully he performs well. Yeah. Um, he has Hooper. He has Odell. He has Jarvis. No more excuses. No, excuse. <laughs> no more excuses. He has an all-pro lineman. You know, no more excuses. Yeah, so exactly. This is the make-it-break-it year for him. Yeah. Um, which I guess that that gives you know when you have these quarterbacks on these rookie deals, it gives you that financial flexibility, you know. So yeah, um, if he does suck again, um, then they also have some players that they can use as draft capital next year. You know, yeah. you know if they suck again and they want to go draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, they can be like, all right, Baker, moving on from you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to trade Odell or we're going to trade somebody for. In, in our first round to move up to go take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. So the Browns yeah. are in yeah. prime position to be set up for years. Yeah, I'm so. with you. All right, um, moving on to the, the blockbuster deal that was uh, the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals moving running back David Johnson and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick 
to the Houston Texans for uh, the number two wide receiver in Dynasty Leagues, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, a fourth-round pick going back to Arizona. So, obviously, the clear winner here is Arizona. They add an elite offensive weapon to uh, their offense, and they get rid of a guy that they honestly weren't even going to use in 2020. Anyways, they have Kenyon Drake, they have Chase Edmonds, and... Um, they should be good to go, but um, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, Hopkins in that trade and what that means. I, I personally don't feel like it affects his fantasy value whatsoever. I think if anything, um, it increases. Um, but I I don't know if I would put him ahead of Michael Thomas yet at this point. But I'd say that they're getting close. Yeah. No. I I, I think he may have more opportunity he just, I think now he just will have a, he might have more of a Michael Thomas impact where he has more catches yeah. you know and yards because there are a lot of quick passes and they just want to move the ball quick yeah um, so that might increase his touchdown production but it also might stay the same I just think his he'll have more targets and more catches now yeah um, but I don't know if anybody's entering that Michael Thomas realm of 115, 120 catches every single year. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, now with, now with Drew Brees still at quarterback. There's just... no, for two for two more years. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but DeAndre should, yeah, it'll be good. And honestly, I think his addition will help uh, Christian Kirk. Um, I think if anybody might be hurt, which I hate to say this, it might be Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Maybe not, though, because he's still balling at yeah. his old age catches everything near that comes his way, but I feel like the way their offense is going and wanting to be more up-tempo, um, maybe Hopkins and Drake and Kirk get more of the targets now. But Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald plays in 2021, um, and I think he was probably okay okay with this move because it's just kind of like Hopkins sliding in to, his, to, to his role. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this offense is going to be it's gonna be scary, and yeah. you. I mean, really, you're not gonna have. It. It feels like the. It feels like the Rams' offense in 2018 when they had uh, Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, Brandon Cooks, and then Gurley, who was running like a top three running back. You know, and obviously, yeah. I don't think Kenyon Drake is a top three running back, but um, when you have, he has potential. Right, potential in and, that offense. And Kyler Murray is. Uh, proven to be a really good quarterback uh, in the NFL. So I'm excited for them. Good for good for Cardinals fans. They need this. And uh, Texas, Houston, I'm sorry. <laughs> Houston, I could care less. You got the cheating Astros. You don't deserve anything else. Yeah, blame the Astros for this. <laughs> yeah, you guys got a World Series championship. Okay. Yeah, but also uh, I heard, I mean, I don't think anyone knew that DeAndre Hopkins was available. Like, Bill O'Brien didn't wasn't like, hey, he, this guy's on the block, you know, because I think he would have got some yeah. way different offers. I think a lot oh, of yeah. teams were shocked when he went, and it must—I sure. don't know how it developed. Yeah. But the props yeah. to the Cardinals GM. Yeah, I mean, they right before we got on, I saw a tweet that said the Patriots did talk to the um, Texans about DeAndre Hopkins, but they couldn't come up with a deal. So, um, but I, I no doubt nobody knew. Maybe that was just because Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick have a relationship, you know, yeah. old assistant. True. Um, 
and and who knows maybe Bill O'Brien just really wanted David Johnson you know or maybe he just really wants that lineman in the fourth round from a D2 school or something yeah I don't know yeah but. probably uh, next one this is just um, we don't have to talk long on this one but this was just interesting because it was almost the exact same trade as the um, the Texans uh, but it was sorry just reading a text uh, it was uh, Hayden Hurst getting traded from the Ravens to the Falcons and the Falcons send a second round pick and a fourth round pick uh, in return for for Hayden Hurst so um, a pretty <laughs> pretty interesting trade because it happened like right after DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a second and a fourth um, but I think if you're a dynasty owner and you still have Hayden Hurst on your team uh, definitely uh, he's going to get some value just in that Falcon offense uh, hopefully he can kind of have a similar role um, to what uh, Austin Hooper had he's about a similar age I think he's 26 but was a former first round draft pick um yeah, I think he'll be all right. I think his value, he's, he's right now he's in the top 30 of tight ends, and I think he probably climbs into, I'd say, top uh, top 20. Um, yeah. I think his production might be if he stays healthy. But uh, definitely check your league, see if he's available, because he wasn't, he wasn't a huge producer in Baltimore, obviously, because of Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one was, this was uh, the second blockbuster deal that happened. It's crazy. Me and Anthony, were, every time we texted, it seemed like something happened because I was like, man, I'm just so excited for tomorrow because if it's anything like today, like who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> and then literally he texted me back like two minutes later, Stephon Diggs gets traded from Minnesota to the Buffalo Bills for a first round pick, a fifth round pick, sixth round pick, and a seventh round pick or fourth? No, a fourth a round f- next fourth. year. Yeah, fourth um, next year. But they received a seventh round pick. Yeah, that's right. That's what with it was. Stephon. That's right. So, so uh, Vikings yeah, Stephon got Diggs Vikings got gets paid way more than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, man. Gosh. Um, uh, but yeah, what do you think about that, Anthony? In terms of his production uh, in Buffalo compared to Minnesota, and you know, are you buying, selling on him? Um, I would, uh, you, you'd think it would stay the same. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, John Brown was there. John Brown put up some, it was John Brown, right? Yeah. John Brown put up some good numbers trying to be their wide receiver one. And he's not a wide receiver one. Right now. So Stephon Diggs gets to step into that role. He doesn't have to compete with Adam Thielen anymore. Yeah. Um, for the ball. And obviously, you know, there was times where Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times. Um, Josh Allen just keeps getting better and better. Um, and another weapon for him is going to help. You know, Cole Beasley in the slot is going to really free up some space down the field for Stephon Diggs. And that's where he really makes his mark is down the field. So right. um, it'll be interesting. Um, it might be tough because, you know, Buffalo and December, January areas, that's when playoff time comes for fantasy. Yeah. How much reliability do you have on him in fantasy playoffs? That's that's going to be the tough one because he's not playing in a dome anymore, yeah. and it's nothing on him. You know, he played in the Big Ten; he's used to that kind of weather. But um, I just don't know how how much would it suck if you're in a playoff matchup and Buffalo is playing in a blizzard, and 
you're screwed because your number one wide receiver is now putting yeah. up two points because it's a blizzard. So yeah. that's the only thing that bothers that is like scary. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you there. I think um I wrote a, I wrote an article on the Buffalo Bills just like over an overview for their offseason and <clears throat> definitely was their biggest need was wide receiver and figured that they would make a move in the draft um to get a couple of these young guys but this was definitely definitely a shock because we we're here in teams like Seattle we we're here in teams um I'm trying to remember what the other team was that I was hearing uh, to get traded yeah the Patriots the, uh, the Patriots that's right um, and yeah, and then the bills come out of nowhere and grab him. But I think who it hurts the most, I, you know, I wasn't high on John Brown in the first place. So right. I think, I think it really, it does increase Diggs's value because he's a wide receiver one for the first time. He, you know, it was always Thielen who had that connection with cousins. Um, but I think it, I'm going to say it's going to minimize, uh, Cole Beasley's role in Buffalo's offense. Uh, Beasley's a slot guy, so he'll still get his, his targets in the slot, but I just, think, oh, yeah. I just think it'll be, uh, it might be less, um, because I think they're going to be throwing the ball downfield a lot more with Josh Allen. So, yeah. Um, so the, the, the offense remind, it's going to remind me a lot of the Cowboys offense a few years ago. When yeah. They had Dez number one. Yeah. Um, and Beasley was in the slot. Yeah. You know, and then they had Witt in a tight end, which the Brown, the bills have, um, is it Knox? Yeah. Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a running back like uh, Singletary, so yeah. Demarco Murray. Yeah, very similar offensive style. So Beasley put up decent numbers there. He wasn't a crazy fantasy guy like you're saying, so his numbers probably should drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then just as far as Minnesota receivers go, obviously Thielen uh, is getting up there in age, but he, he's going to just still continue to be consistent. Um, I three guys that I would target right now. I think the the Vikings get some guys in the draft, but. Uh, if you can draft, if you can get Irv Smith Jr., he's their tight end. Uh, he really came on to the scene towards the end of the season, and as Kyle, Kyle Rudolph is um, getting older, definitely going to be getting a lot more targets. And then um, I believe you pronounce his name Ola BC or Ola Bassi, uh Johnson, wide receiver. Yeah. Just uh, he should be available in in the majority of your dynasty leagues. Uh, just a guy to pick up. And stash because you never know. Uh, you know how guys perform in mini camp and, and fall camp and find themselves working into a role. So those would be two guys uh, right now that I would be pretty confident on on picking up. And yeah, potentially Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> I was I was just about to mention. I was like that dude has all the talent in the world and yeah. it hasn't worked out for him. No. This might be his opportunity yeah. finally. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, but, ho- hopefully. Um, yeah, and uh, so somebody. Uh, that we mentioned on Friday was just signed, and he was signed by a team that we actually paired him up with. So I wanted to say that. Nice. Uh, jo- Jordan Howard. Okay. Going to. Uh, Two year deal to the Dolphins. Wow. Okay. So Jordan Howard is going to the Dolphins. So I guess we can probably knock Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman out of that. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's surprising because it seemed like they were really uh, keen on signing Melvin Gordon. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they still do, you know, as a tandem. But yeah. I think Jordan Howard and Kalen Ballage yeah. will be the duo, whatever there. So, yeah, interesting. Alrighty, well, I know we just have a few, a couple minutes left before we got to sign off. Uh, so we'll just kind of run through um, a few of these. But uh, Amari Cooper, like we t- talked about, signed a, a five-year, hundred-plus million-dollar deal with the Cowboys. 
he resigns. Uh, a great move for him. I would say that his value uh, remains the same, if not uh, increases. But he's already the wide receiver six uh, in fantasy. I actually probably would put him ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster right now. Um, so I would put him at, in my personal rankings, would put him at five. Um, even with even with Big Ben coming back. Yeah, just just because there's so okay. much uncertainty with the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I just think Amari okay. is fits perfectly in their offense. He does. He does. He's, he looks good in that uniform. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, Tom Brady, free agent quarterback, uh, announced this morning that he's not going to be returning to New England. So sorry, Patriot fans, cry, uh, cry I'm, river. I'm not, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Uh, welcome to reality for the rest of us for the last 20 years. Um, hey, hold on, hold on. You have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you go through Quincy Carter and Chad Hutchinson and Chad uh, or Drew Henson, those days. Vinny Testaverde, then, baby. <laughs> and Drew Bledsoe when he was old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, we're, out, we're obviously keeping our eye on uh, where he goes, but Anthony has a pretty uh, good idea, a good claim that yeah. he's going to Tampa Bay, and I'm with him. I'm with him on that. We, we're pretty positive that he's going to go to Tampa Bay with the weapons there. They got OJ Howard, a huge tight end like Gronk, uh, Chris God, Godwin, a great PPR wide receiver, Mike Evans. He's a down threat, down the field threat guy, but also just a, a big wide receiver. Um, kind of reminds me, doesn't have the speed of Randy Moss, but has that, like that athleticism and, and um, I don't know, height, freak. height like uh, Randy Moss. So we're keeping an eye out for them to make that announcement. Um, Philip Rivers signs with the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony texted me, he's like, I really wish that the Colts would have pursued Tom Brady, but I think that would have been the ultimate slap in the face for <laughs> Peyton Manning. For Peyton Manning. <laughs> Uh, for him, to, especially if he went and like won a Super Bowl in in one year with the Colts, um, moving to that's that's like uh, it's like divorcing and then moving the yeah. uh, your old rival and marrying your old rival and coming into your old home. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But I just felt like it would have been a good fit. Yeah. Oh, you know? definitely. Yeah. If there wasn't all the history, it would be it would make one hundred percent sense. Uh, it's a business. Um, okay, and then uh, so yeah, Rivers goes to the Colts. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that his his value increases uh, much whatsoever. I honestly like the weapons that he had in San Diego. I think it was just time for a change. You know, LA. when you when you or yeah, gosh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I, I always make My fun. Dad I always... <laughs> me this morning and said Tom's going to San Diego to take over Philip Rivers. I'm like, it's L.A. Dad. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> Um, but with passing up, passing up Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler to go play with, uh, an aging T.Y. Hilton and, uh, they got Paris Campbell. Hopefully that, that works out. Um, but I just don't, I think his, his offensive line will be better, um, in, uh, in Indianapolis. He has a good, pretty solid defense, so they'll be all right, but, uh, definitely not worth, I mean, if you play in like a two quarterback league, you honestly lucked out because you get, you don't have to draft another quarterback uh, this year. If you have Rivers, you can still use him. But I mean, honestly, I would sell him at this point, uh, just for for your sake. 
Um, and then the last one, and we'll we'll hop off is Teddy Bridgewater, goes, yes. uh, signs a three year uh, deal with the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> and yes. one last parting parting shot that Cam Newton took at the Carolina Panthers when they they tweeted that that they had uh, come to terms with Cam Newton to uh, request a trade, and then he goes on Instagram and literally looked like he was typing in like that Webdings Microsoft font. That's how he always does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone someone tweeted like they should have just traded him just for using that font. <laughs> that's how every single post of his is. That's I crazy. If you've ever seen his Instagram? I've no, yeah. literally never looked at it. <laughs> I don't know if you can see here. I'll show you that he literally types everything like that. Jeez, what the heck? Yeah, every post is like that. But <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that that's that's a that's one person I'm interested to see what happens now. Yeah. Because I feel like Cam Newton still has a lot of football left, and I would love to see him continue playing. Yeah, um, I love when Cam when Cam Newton is at his best. It is very fun to watch. Yeah, I love 100%. the Superman, all that. You know, yeah, so. yeah. When he's at when he's at the top of his game, he's great. He's dynamic. So yeah. we'll see. But I think Bridgewater. Um, I think a DJ Moore's value increases uh, just because he does have a consistent passer. Uh, and he's a great PPR guy. I think Curtis Samuel's value might decrease uh, a little bit just on the deep ball, but um, Christian McCaffrey honestly should stay the same, uh, if not even have a, a better fantasy year, which is insane to say. Yeah. But he could have a better year in 2020 than 2019. So, Anthony, yeah. going back for that repeat title <laughs> this year. Yeah, he might, he might be my guy. You yeah. know, I, I, I signed him last year uh, from free agency in our league. Or maybe traded for him. I'm trying to remember, it was when Drew Brees went down, and I picked him up because Jared Goff was just oh, that's right. so Bridgewater, bad. Yeah. Um, so I have Goff, Carr, and Bridgewater. So I got three mid-tier quarterbacks. Let's go, I baby. can go with any of them each week. So Let's go. I'm excited to see Teddy finally get a shot. I've loved Teddy since he was at Louisville. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and he's never really gotten a fair share in the NFL. Um, and he's a great human being. Not that I know him personally, but you see his interviews, you see his off-the-field stuff. He's just a great person. Yeah. I'm excited to see him with Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Excellent. Curtis Samuel wasn't really a deep threat until he was with the Panthers. Right. You know, at Ohio State, it was a lot of screens and quick passes and, and, and runs. So yeah. Baylor, they know Baylor head coach coming in, the offensive coordinator from LSU – I feel like they're still going to find a way to get Curtis Samuel the ball. Okay, nice. Because um, he's a freak athlete. Yeah. You get him the ball in space, he goes. So DJ Moore, absolutely. Yeah. Curtis Samuel, like you said, on the deep ball, yes. But I think it'll be interesting to see how they use him um, and Christian McCaffrey together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis Samuel's currently ranked 35th in Dynasty League. So let me check his ADP. But I feel like he's a guy that you could actually probably get um, this offseason – just because he Cheap. he didn't have a great, a great 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 uh, 2019 year, his ADP is 89 right now, so uh, that's a pretty decent value, I would say. Um, it might drop some more this off season, but at eighth round pick, not too not too bad. So no, who who was the tight end in Carolina now? Do um, they have Ian Thomas. A Ian Thomas. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're gonna get a guy in the draft. We'll see. But anyways, we'll probably hop back on 
shortly, maybe end of the week, and cover some more yeah. uh, free agent moves. There's still a handful of guys that um, need to get uh, need to sign. Obviously, we're waiting on Melvin yeah. Gordon, Devontae Freeman, Tom Brady. Still waiting to announce those. So we'll get those up on the Instagram as soon as they happen. Um, and follow us on Instagram. We're at the Couch Scouts Pod. That's our Instagram. And then make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Twitch. If you're, if you're watching, it helps us out a ton. And you can follow Anthony on Twitter. He is at dat, D-A-T, dude. Uh, all right, no, what is it? Dat underscore dude. That's a great question. Underscore A-B. And, uh, yes. That's right, right? Yeah. I know your, I know your handle better than you. <laughs> and, well, it's because uh, I use that for so many. And oh, yeah. Some of them have underscore. Some of them don't. Oh, right, right. Because they weren't available. <laughs> Some other Anthony Bills out there. Um, and yeah, and you can find me on uh, KOTS Fantasy KOTS on Fantasy. Twitter. So give us a follow. Give us uh, any questions. If you want to jump on the pod or on a live stream, we'd love to have you and just talk football or anything that you want to talk about. So signing off. Anthony, any last party, parting words? Um, yeah, just to my Eagles fans real quick. <laughs> they just cut Malcolm Jenkins. <laughs> Uh, see ya <laughs> Eagles continue to get worse fourth place <laughs> that's still the Redskins uh, but alright see you guys alright later later